Just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and guests and in no way represent the state of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Historical Society, or the Oklahoma State Historic Preservation Office. Welcome to the Musings of an ADD Mind podcast. This is your host, Jack. And if you've listened for any length of time, you know that I am absolutely riddled with ADHD. I am a 50-year-old man that went to the doctor to get his prescriptions refilled and went halfway home before I realized I did not discuss with my doctor about getting my prescriptions refilled today. So there is that to look forward to if you are a younger person with ADHD when your life depends on taking 487,000 types of pills to live. Anyway, moving on from my personal problems, today we've reached the end of the month, which means we're going to have a lighthearted podcast. So I have the specialists of guests, the guestess with the mostesses. She's wild. She's wacky. She dyes her hair multiple colors many different times. It is the one, the only, my daughter, M. M. welcome. Hi, it is I, M. How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, I think the listeners were starting to think that you were pretend because you haven't been on yet. All my, everyone else has. Maybe I am. Who knows? They're all, you know, multiple guests and you're just now like yeah, i guess we'll come on my dad's blog right. <laughs> <laughs> only well, because smallville's included that's it yeah yeah that's <laughs> that is what emily is i'm sorry m is going to talk about one of her favorite series of all time um i don't know if she holds the record for most viewings front the back of the show um, but there were a good number of summer breaks where she marathoned Smallville. <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's all I did. Um, I'm actually rewatching it now. Uh, I'm on season four, so yeah, still got a little bit left. Almost yeah, kind of crazy. So, did you know that uh, Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling have a podcast where they discuss Smallville? That's crazy. I did not know that. Are you going to attempt to give it a, a listen now? Who knows? I'm not the best with podcasts personally, but right. who knows? <laughs> right. The weird thing is, is that Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor, okay. has hair. And so oh that's gosh. always weird because I always picture him as, you know, bald Lex Luthor. Yeah, that's Lexi. He's yeah. bald. Yeah. Flexi Lexi. Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, we've sort of broke, uh, you know, the surprise on what we were going to discuss today, or you were going to discuss. I didn't know it was a surprise. Right? Yeah, no, nah, it's all right. So before we uh, let you start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this little nugget so we can just jump right into the show. That, of course, is the old theme song from 
Smallville. Ah, so good. Yeah, Emily has heard that a gazillion times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the first minute mm -hmm. of the song. Yeah. But, yeah. I just so, remember, like, during the summer and waking up and, like, I fell asleep through halfway through the disc. And then it's just playing that song over and over again. And I'm just waking up to it. Just what's going on. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, well, just a, a quick note. So for many years for like, cause I enjoyed Smallville. And so for like Christmas or father's day or a birthday, someone would always get me the box set of Smallville, you know, starting from season one and I was getting them kind of as they came out. Because the first season came out in 2004. Was it then? Yeah, I looked okay. at the box. Okay. <laughs> so I would, but I would get them kind of as they came out. And uh, at some point around season seven, I guess it was, maybe six, it shifted where people started getting an M, the box set for Christmas mm -hmm. or her birthday. And uh, I guess it was like four years ago. I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to give you my six seasons so you can have all ten. Well, I moved. <laughs> I moved out of the house because um, we. No, I kept all of them there so that they would all be together. Right. And when I moved out, it's like I might as well have them. Yeah, yeah. Or did I give them to you before you moved to Colorado? Um. Maybe it was before going to Colorado. Yeah, but I just felt that you were the better home mm -hmm. for them. I mean, uh, like this time last year, I watched uh, like the first two seasons, um, and now I'm watching it again. So they are yeah. being used. And it, I will it, say, we've had those discs for a really long time, and I think I've only had issues with one single disc being scratched up. Wow. Only one. Yeah, because well, we've always taken good care of them. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Smallville is M's, you know, hot cup of cocoa on a snowy day. Mm -hmm. That's just what that's just her cocoa. She just loves I that show between like Smallville Supernatural, which I'm watching that right now. Um, and then like a few other things I feel like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no harm in that. No harm in that. So why don't you tell us what is it about Smallville that like drew you in? What is it that kept you? What is it that you still like all these years later? Um, I mean, honestly, I think one thing it's cool that now I'm watching it as an adult. And then I still have memories from watching it as a kid. So I'm like mm -hmm. seeing it in a different way now. Um, and so just like, like kryptonite power of the week, oh, it, it pulls you in and then you start learning about the characters more and mm -hmm. you realize each person has their faults and then good things too. Mm -hmm. Right. They, just, they learn it's just really cool. And and I think that Smallville's honestly the one of the best representations of the characters. Right. So yeah, I mean they, they just do them so well. Yeah, especially in the I would say probably 
the first four seasons, it was definitely the villain of the week format. Mm-hmm. There was sort of like an overarching, you know, so story. Like, yeah. So it's like the first two seasons are super heavy in that kryptonite power of the week. Um, but then like dropping little bits of story throughout. But then like once they start getting a little bit older, they draw back on the kryptonite power of the week. Mm-hmm. And then it's more like um like more story based right. episodes. But then it still brings in the kryptonite power of the week every now and again. Yeah, because eventually they did sort of have a there was it was still villain of the week, but then there was also like it kind of connected each episode together more, whereas before a lot of times they were just standalone episodes. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. were just like, oh, here's a new person's power or something. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it starts bringing in like different characters that they've seen before, stuff like that. One thing I think that Smallville has killed way more characters than any other show (laughs) uh do you have you seen game of thrones yeah no i I still stand by that (laughs) uh i mean (laughs) do do you recall the red wedding i mean that does change it a little bit but (laughs) i mean smallville's definitely up there i'm pretty sure that daenerys's dragon killed more people than the entirety of smallville (laughs) I mean, fair enough. <laughs> there, there were a lot of uh, a lot of of people that you know, as they say on the old TikTok, were unalived. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Yeah. So you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, movie superstar Amy Adams, one of her first gigs was as a villain of the week on Smallville. See, okay, there are so many actors on Smallville that are in so many other things. It's just their little babies in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Literally, uh, Dean from Supernatural. I, I'm really bad with actors' names, um, but even he's in there. Wow. I didn't realize that. Very funny because I'm like, oh my God, Dean. <laughs> Yeah, the actor that plays Iceman in the X-Men movies, his twin brothers, their twin brother was in Smallville. Yeah, there's, um, there's a lot. Yeah, of course, the dad was uh, Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazards mm. TV show, and his mom was Supergirl in the 19-whatever movie. I no, it. sorry, got that wrong. Nope, nope, Oop, back up. Forget I said that. What Oop. I meant to say was she was Lana Lang mm. in Superman 3. Mm. The one with Richard Pryor. Wild. I love Jonathan and Martha Kent. Best people in the entire world. Yeah. They definitely were cool with taking in an illegal alien. Yeah. Because. Could lift a tractor. Yeah. Five. (laughs) Right. That had to come in handy. (laughs) Right. No, I think it is really funny um, because like. Anytime Clark slightly loses his powers, Jonathan's just like, hey, can you come over here, lift this tractor up? And he's like, of course. He tries. What do you mean? I can't physically lift this entire thing up into the sky. No problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. The one the one thing, though, about Smallville that 
uh, kind of at the time there was a complaint was they never showed him in the Superman costume, even though he was technically in Smallville would have been Superboy. Um, I I don't know. That doesn't bother me. Well, I said some, not you. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that maybe somewhere around season 10, they should have had him start wearing it. Yeah, yeah. I think once he, yeah, season 10, because I think, they do like show a clip of it at the end, but never actually show him in it. Right. But yeah, no, he definitely should have been wearing it in season 10. Yeah. Yeah. And then in <laughs> and then in the CW Arrowverse, when they did that mm-hmm. multiverse thing and they went to the Smallville, mm-hmm. when they were prepping it, everybody's like, they're finally going to show Tom Welling in the Superman suit. Nope. He was just at the farm chopping wood. Yep. <laughs> Spoiler alert for a five-year-old show. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, just go on. What's like, is there a particular favorite episode or story arc? Um, I will say it's been a minute since I've seen like the later seasons. Um, so like more of the earlier seasons are definitely more fresh in my mind. Um, I don't know. There's just so many good, good, just yeah, <laughs> just so many good episodes. Yeah, you know, his his buddy Chloe taught him how to be a reporter. Mm-hmm. I hate Chloe. Um, mm, that's just me. I don't know. Not, I feel like a lot of people do. Not a Chloe fan at all? No. What is it about say, Chloe you don't like? Okay, so the whole, like, Clark liking Lana, Lana liking someone else, but then liking Clark, but then not. And then Chloe liking Clark, but then super jealous over them all the time. And even though he made it very clear the entire time that she's just a friend to him, she still just gets so jealous anytime he talks to literally anyone else. So she, another woman, and she's just like, "What's going on?" So what you're saying is, <laughs> she was she was the first lady of the friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she. I don't know. I I think it was pretty obvious, and then she keeps getting upset about stuff. And then at a certain point, I'm watching this. I'm like, Chloe. Clearly, Clark doesn't like you like that. <laughs> right. Clearly. Like. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's... She, she she does get over it eventually. It just takes her so long. <laughs> it it did take her a minute. And then she sort of developed into a Oracle type character from the Batman comics. Um, of course, Oracle was initially Batgirl. Mm. And then she became Oracle because of oh. the Joker being a dickhead and a sociopath. Yeah. And shooting her in the spine and making her a paraplegic. Yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of yeah. makes it a little difficult. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Think, and I feel like they did the characters super well, too. Yeah, one of the things I always appreciated with that show is I thought that um, in terms of the character of Lex Luthor... Uh. I was literally just thinking of Lex. Yeah, because they had, you know, so many episodes that they could develop the character. And in movies, when he's the villain, because he's, you know, the secondary character, you can't necessarily go into depth with the villain on why he is, because it's a short 
you know, two hour top time frame that you have, and you just you can't go into the motivations of the villain. Yeah. And in Smallville, you know, they had hundreds of hours to get into what made Lex tick. Oh, it's, that, it's, yeah. it's so interesting too. And just like the more you learn, the more sad you are for him. <laughs> yeah. Cause his dad wasn't exactly a, uh, no, he was horrible. A, gra- a, a great father, you would yeah, say. Yeah, well, and like you learned that like his mom um, had postpartum depression after having his little brother, and then mm-hmm. she she freaking murders the kid. Yeah, what was the brother's name? What was it like? Julian is Julian. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, and so then Lionel comes in, and Lex is over the baby like oh my god my mom just suffocated my brother and then Lionel comes in and he's like how dare you suffocate your brother and he's like no Holmes <laughs> yeah, and, he's too, and he's too shocked to speak <laughs> yeah I hate it when that happens that happened to me all the time growing up <laughs> it's like clear, clearly he's not going to be able to talk about it right ugh yeah, when you start out with tragedy and you're a multi-gazillionaire yeah. and you have money and go to private schools and your dad's kind of a dick, you're going to end up with some issues. He's an awful human. Um, okay. And then and then the whole where they... Where I, this show is so goofy, how they love to switch so that people find out about Clark's powers, but then forget about it. Right. <laughs> yeah yeah there was a lot of finding out about that stuff yeah but i know i i know why because from a writing standpoint it gets difficult to figure out ways for people to be so oblivious oh yeah oh no 100 percent um because literally that's one of the things that i laugh about in this show yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna interject because this ties in but i'm not going to discuss it when what i'm talking about i'm going to talk about star wars here in a minute but in the old before disney bought star wars there was a whole ton of books that were star wars books and they finally decided that they were going to kill off chewbacca but you know why they killed off chewbacca they did they killed him off (laughs) but do you know why Mm. Because from a standpoint of writing books, writing Chewbacca who doesn't speak as a character is a gigantic pain in the ass. No, that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, so they basically did it for the authors. No, so they wouldn't have to sense. write that dialogue. Because Chloe's sitting there like, oh, the next whatever person is at whatever address. And then whoosh and he's gone and he and she looks and he's gone right he's not secretive right he's not like yeah Yeah. so that's my point though from a writing standpoint it gets harder and harder and harder for people to be oblivious to his powers and all of this stuff so you have to eventually have people introduced to the fact okay i have powers Mm, yeah um because yeah like Pete found out, but then he moves. Right. And then Chloe finds out because some crazy girlfriend. And then so because I'm rewatching it. And now it's at the point where she knows 
but Clark hasn't told her. Right. <laughs> and, and he doesn't know that, that she, she knows. knows. Yeah. And so she's just like trying to be like nudging him just a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's like, hey, is there something you need to be telling me? Some sort of secret? Some kind of like crazy thing. Um, whoa, you, you can throw those hay bales really far. Yeah, you're you're really good at hitting the baseball. Everyone is a home run. You're you're really good at football, Clark. <laughs> yeah, how no, do you tackle you? <laughs> how, how do you throw the ball so far down the down and, the field there, huh? And it breaks their hands every time they catch it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Yeah, the one thing though when I go back and look at it is you could definitely tell that season one and season two, Tom Welling was in his 20s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, all of these actors are in their 20s and they're playing high school kids. It's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and then you're watching and they're in this high school and you see a grown man walk behind them <laughs> as a as a student. <laughs> yeah, and dude has a full ZZ top beard, you know. Yeah, yeah. Looks like some Civil War general with his beard walking around and he's like, Mrs. So-and-so, I didn't <laughs> study. I'm sending you to detention, young man. <laughs> <laughs> like the principal and the, and the student look the same. <laughs> Right, <laughs> the student looks like he's the dad of the principal. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah, but you know, once again, there are laws about how long children can record during the day, and oh yeah, recording yeah. a TV shows like a ten-hour day. So yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, it does make it entertaining. Honestly, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything. It I think we should do that more. Hell, make them older. Get 40-year-olds to play high school kids. That, that might would, be funny, too. Who fucking that, knows at this point? <laughs> that would be funny, but I'm telling you, somebody that's my advanced age, I don't even know if I would want to pretend going back to high school. I don't even want to. I, was, I didn't enjoy it that much when I was there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't even want to go there. You know, I'm just like, Ugh, do I do I really want to? Like, no. Uh, can you imagine being an actor who hated going to school so much that you're offered the role of a TV show where you're playing a high school student and you turn it down? She's like, yeah, no, I, I don't want to go back to high school. No, can't do that. I, didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. Like, yeah, but it's it's just a fake set and everything. It's not even at the actual school. No, nah, yeah. it's too much. I'm going to be honest. It's just more than I can handle. Yeah, can't can't do that. Uh-uh. Yeah, sorry. But it's going to be your big break. I hated high school. I just can't do it. Can I be the dropout that bullies the other kids? Who's <laughs> never actually at school? Right. <laughs> That's right, kind of how Clark right. is. He's never at the school. He right. is decent. So I'm going to I'm going to go on an ADHD side quest here. So, you know, but it relates to school. Mm. So, you know, the Key and Pill skit with the greatest, one of the greatest skits ever produced with Mr. Garvey, the substitute teacher who taught for 20 years in the inner city and he's substituting in a white suburban school where the great phrase, Jaquelin, mm. is there Jaquelin here? 
in pronouncing the name. And she's like, do you mean Jacqueline? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's where A.A. Ron came from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those were actual like kids in that, you know, high school kids that did that. Mm -hmm. They brought them in and they just sort of knew each kid what their, <laughs> you know, their name was going to be. <laughs> so the, the actor that played A.A. Ron, mm -hmm. his real brother is named Aaron. <laughs> so I only found this out recently within like the last month or so. <laughs> Aaron? A Aaron? Aaron? You go see Mr. O'Shanahagasy. <laughs> Balake. Is there a Balake? Blake Blake. <laughs> yeah. Of course, there's also the second one. What are you talking about? Clubs. <laughs> but anyway, there was that side of, you know, mm -hmm. it related only because we were talking about high school. It's and cool, that yeah. is the greatest, yeah. one of the greatest skits in the history of the world. So, it's you know, watching. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there were no skits that funny on Roman TV shows at AD, you know, 200. Yeah. So. It's really cool seeing, like, since it is, like, an older show now and seeing the computers in the first season and it's the see-through computers. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the torch. Yeah, that yeah. would be sort of weird to see all that old technology and all of the cell phones would be the old, mm -hmm. you know, flip phones because there were no yeah. smartphones yet. It's yeah. very, very entertaining to see. And then at some point, um, they I could tell because they're like, oh, no, these computers, they're getting too old. How do we get new computers? And so they just had, um, I think, like, Lionel come in and break them and then give them new computers, you know. Right. Lionel. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. My, my biggest complaint, though, with Smallville is this. Smallville is in Kansas. Mm -hmm. And Metropolis is supposed to be New York City. Huh. But in the show... Like three hours away. Metropolis is like Kansas City, Kansas, or St. Yeah. Louis, but it's not New York City. And it's, that always kind of irritated me. It's like three hours away. Right. So it's like how... I've always wondered about that, too, about how they have the placement of that. Right. Um. I just try not to think about it too hard. Um, I, I always did. I always like, oh, God, that irritates me. Set it to yeah. the side. Set it just to the don't side. Think about that. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's a fake city. <laughs> right. And, but I mean, you understand because you've driven from Oklahoma to Indiana. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's not even, if we were to drive from here to New York City, that's like a three day trip. So, you know. Kansas isn't much different than here. It's not it's not a three hours there, let me pick something up and drive back again and I'll be home the same day. Yeah, for Clark, not for anyone else. Right. You know, when you can run that fast, clearly it's like a three minute exactly. Trip. But for everyone else <laughs> in this one episode, Chloe gets like a like truth breath or some, you know, kryptonite stuff. Um and talking to Pete and they were hanging out that night and going to watch a football game. And Pete's like, Oh, Clark's going to run to Metropolis and pick up hot dogs. 
<laughs> and she's like, a six-hour trip for hot dogs? Clark's like, no, shut, shut up, shut up, shut up. No, just joking. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just going down to the quick trip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a funny joke, Pete. <laughs> You're hilarious. You should go into comedy. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but you're clearly, you're more of the Smallville expert than I am. So I don't know. But, Again, yeah. I haven't seen the later seasons in so long. So it's definitely yeah. the newer ones that are a lot more fresh in my brain. <laughs> yeah. But that is something, though, that we did, though, when they were initially airing, was you and I would usually sit together and watch, mm -hmm. watch them as they came out. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Which, no, we've always done that. But, you know, once again, it makes sense that the later seasons you haven't seen as much because as your summer of watching Smallville, like the first one, it was like the first five seasons. And then the yeah. second summer, it was the first six. And then the third summer, the so first seven. Am. So you were you were starting over at the beginning. I'm not kidding, guys. Like school went in on Tuesday and on Wednesday morning, she was getting up, popping in disc mm -hmm. one, episode one of Smallville. So she would start over every time. So yeah, obviously you've seen the first because I've seen the first <laughs> seasons more, so and then we watched them. You know, when when you were little, but you've always been a huge fan of like the superhero movies and oh yeah, and all uh, of that I stuff. Really quick to see, and it looks like season ten came out in 2010, 2011. Okay. So yeah that makes sense so then it started in 2000 mm -hmm. the show i guess so yeah if it ran for 10 years yeah it's like dang yeah makes you feel old doesn't it i guess i mean you're just getting up there 23 is a weird age right because it's like i can drink now which isn't drinking's bad you yeah um but then like I don't know, just like in the middle. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is actually kind of. Oh, I I was watching Lucifer on Netflix and then um, the actor who played Clark was in there as a detective or something like that and seeing him and he was like, like 40 or something. Right. And so seeing the actor, I'm like, oh, my God, what the right. heck? <laughs> yeah, it's like on. um on Battlestar Galactica, the reimaged, one of the main characters is British, but he doesn't use his British accent. He uses an American accent. But he was one of the detectives afterwards on Law and Order London. Oh, sweet. where he uses his real accent. And I was watching it one time on BBC, and I was like, "This, this is not. No, no. Huh? Stop using your real accent. Use your American accent on this British show." <laughs> you're throwing me off <laughs> what's happening here it yeah. was really cool seeing him though like still acting right yeah like, dang. yeah and one of the things though that i appreciate though about tom welling and michael rosenbaum because they did they did start acting you know as teenagers they just didn't necessarily mm -hmm. make it is that 
they didn't go nuts like sometimes yeah. younger kids or even in your 20s sometimes actors go nuts afterwards and that didn't really happen with either one of them which i i like i appreciate that they kept it together yeah and i'm sure playing like lex isn't easy well no because you know you're playing a guy that's a dick yeah yeah i really like how they do the progression of him yeah and, like shows the back and forth of him struggling of like wanting to be Clark's friend and be a good person and stuff. But wanting to be the type of person his dad wants him to be, which is, mm-hmm. well, like his dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there was that internal conflict, which is yeah. what I was talking about with. Successful and, and all of that. Other than comics, that's the best portrayal of Lex Luthor because it's the only way that you could really get into. His head. Right, his character and see character progression and how he went from this to being the Lex Luthor that we all know is a bad guy in all of the movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, going back now, it, this still Superman related. Um, the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor from the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Um, at my age now, I'm not so sure if I appreciate the portrayal as much as I used to. How come? I can't explain it. He's just, I don't know. It's, I can't really put my finger on it. It's just, there's almost no reason for what he's doing, what he's doing. And then some of it's just like to lower real estate prices, which is then what they did in Superman Returns with Lex Luthor when he was played by, oh, what's his face, who we're not going to discuss because he's a horrible person. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mm-hmm. That was the best portrayal, in my opinion, of Lex Luthor in any sort of medium where it's, you know, live action and recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like like they got Jonathan, they got Martha, did Chloe really well. Like, how, yeah, she's, she's people's friends, but she's still a reporter, and that is who she will be forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pete amazing friend yeah lana Lana. we haven't even really discussed lana although she was hot and cold the whole time but yeah i mean again i can't fully blame her she's had a lot happen to her you know what is really sad every single boyfriend she ever gets turns out to be psycho and dies and or both like (laughs) right well except for you know yeah no that well i mean (laughs) that was the point though because she's the get rescued person mm-hmm. so she can't have good taste in men it's just so sad that she's that she's just the punching bag and that she was like oh oh it's so sad to see you oh you know i wish i could go to the talon well, that would be kind of a cool coffee shop wouldn't it like they made that look so cool and then the cute apartment above it too right right yep that was, you know, back before Starbucks ruled the world. Yeah, yeah. And she, the, she's so good on that, you know? Yeah, and the cool thing, though, is had there not been Smallville, there wouldn't have been the Arrowverse. Yeah, no, that actually is crazy. Because it does, it connects a lot. Yeah, even though it was a different green arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wouldn't have been willing to take a risk on having Green Arrow as a show of that character wouldn't have been so popular in Smallville, mm-hmm. which of course then led to the Flash TV show. 
which it's so funny because um they uh did like they showed his name was Bart Allen right. <laughs> and he, and he's the flash. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he, Clark was going through the fake IDs he had. He was like Barry Allen, so-and-so, <laughs> whoever yeah, you are. Yeah. He's like, the name's Bert. <laughs> <laughs> right. The name's, the name's Harold Allen. The name's Allen Allen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's so many goofy things that this show does and i love how they make clark goofy <laughs> yeah yeah and he's just so pure <laughs> yes yes clark is definitely there's a reason batman calls him the boy scout the big blue boy scout yeah yeah like he's just so he he just wants everyone to be like safe and happy <laughs> right right speaking of <laughs> Batman, there is like a one-shot comic that is not actually officially licensed with uh, DC or Batman in any way, shape, or form. But it's it's like a it's like a nursing home, and it's full of all the bad guys that Batman beat up because he won't kill them. You know, he doesn't yeah, kill no, them. We talk about that so much. But he's maimed them all so bad that they can't <laughs> live in the normal world anymore, <laughs> and they're all in nursing homes. And some of them are like, I wish you just would have killed me. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> like, like you, you accidentally missed the trash can. <laughs> no, Batman, please. No, please. <laughs> right? I have no money. I won't kill you, but I'll make you bankrupt. <laughs> bankrupt <Right? laughs> and <laughs> have medical debt that you'll never be able to come out of and you'll never be able to walk again. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking life. about. You're going to be a paraplegic and have broken arms and... Yeah, you're going to have to have a colostomy bag, but <laughs> I didn't kill you. Yeah, you won't be able to move. Half of your organs won't be able to work. Um, only one side of your face will work, but hey, guess what? You're alive. You're alive. I didn't kill you. Hey. <laughs> you know what? Actually I think the best Batman was the, oh no, what's his name? Uh, who plays Edward <laughs> in Twilight. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I've actually heard that it was a pretty good Robert Pattinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got the moody aspect, just the emo-ness of it down. Right, right, right. Yeah. I still like I still like Christian Bales, even though there's the voice thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, back when we used to uh, have our marathon minecrafting sessions when we used to go you just pretend to minecraft <laughs> i was born into it i've been mining from birth i mean it did come out when i was like 11 so yeah. like yeah your mom used to be like can't y'all play in the same room because i had my own xbox she had her own xbox duncan had her own xbox and we'd each be in our room playing minecraft like and Heather'd be like, can't y'all play it on the same TV? And we're like, no. Your screen is smaller. It's not as easy. We have headsets. We're talking. I just hung out with my kids for six and a half hours. What did you do with them? Nothing. Exactly. But they like me better. (laughs) (laughs) And we would watch like Survivor. That was always when we binge watch. Yep. So good. Yep, every Wednesday, and then we would because it was Survivor Night, and mm-hmm. 
everybody would fend for themselves for dinner. Yep. Because yep. that was our part of survival. Mm-hmm. You usually ate cereal. It hasn't changed much. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> right? <laughs> you usually ate cereal. And... and then we would all discuss on how awful we would do being on that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Duncan had the plan of doing it and mm-hmm. like talking like being on the show and being like major, major like country hick. Mm-hmm. And then in mm-hmm. the interviews where they do the solo interviews, like using a fake British accent. They have no idea that I'm actually from London. (laughs) (laughs) I just have way too much fun with it. Yeah. And me me yelling, I'm just here for weight loss. You can't (laughs) vote me off yet. I I definitely could have done all of those like challenges. Little me, I'm just here to play on the playground, guys, to do these challenges with you me now could never <laughs> they, they, they'd go to start the challenges and you would be like with your <laughs> inhaler and then you'd go and I'm do it, and when go. it was done, you'd be like <laughs> again <laughs> ready to go let's do this let's go to town yeah no we had i think we always had a lot of good sort of family time doing mm-hmm. smallville definitely has, has a spot and... in my heart yeah, I I understand. It's you know, it's one of your one of your favorite shows. Mm-hmm. The advantage you have versus like me is there were things that I loved as a kid, and then I would be like, I'm going to watch, I'm going to introduce this to my kids, and then I'd watch it. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> you know, Smallville has aged pretty good. Yeah, I will say like some of the stuff, uh, especially in the earlier season, uh, the first season, first like few episodes, you can tell that they just have the barn and then a giant like screen for right. the sunset or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the stars or whatever looking right. out the barn. Hilarious. <laughs> yes. What I'm hoping is going to happen is in see Tom Welling is 40. Yeah. So in five years, they could reboot a Superman TV show, although there is the one on WB, I guess. So maybe they won't. But um, have him play Jonathan Kent. Oh, that would be so amazing. You know, go full circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be really, really wonderful, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and so, and Lois. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Lois. Erica Durant played a really good Lois. Her take on Lois was a lot different than a lot of the ways Lois is portrayed. I love her. Yeah. 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 We didn't even discuss Erica Durant's. Yeah. Her Lois was really good. So we need to sort of wrap up this uh, Smallville segment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So why don't you uh, tell the people listening, if they have never watched Smallville, why they need to binge watch all 10 seasons? Um, let's see. Honestly, just the characters, you really do like learn to love them. And like everything, everyone is super deep and like really a person. Mm-hmm. And there's right. also like just the goofiness of the kryptonite powers and stuff like that. And like, honestly, even though it is an older show, um, like the like CGI or whatever is actually like pretty good how they cha- how they show the characters like changing bodies or like shift shifting right. 
or they look super dead or frozen and stuff like that. It looks really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 it does. Yep. All right. Well, so on a scale of 1 to 37, with 37 being the highest and 1 being the lowest, what would you rank Smallville as? Um, uh, I don't know. I'm really bad about knowing how to rank things. 50. <laughs> no, that's higher than 37. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> Clearly, you don't math. I don't know how to math. You got that from me. 50. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, folks. Um, I Thank will discuss. Oh, we're not done yet. Mm. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, you're here. I was just I gonna know. I was just gonna do a quick ad break. Oh, okay. And then I was gonna talk about Star Wars for a few. Awesome. So uh, here's the ad from my sponsor. Hey, listening friends, Jack here. And I would like to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode. And that sponsor is Atlas. Atlas is a branding, web development, and content marketing agency. As a business owner, your day-to-day -day is uncharted enough. From branding and web design to content marketing, Atlas will help you navigate this digital terrain with ease. In today's world, social media is a great tool. However, you need to have a concrete, focused plan on how to use it. And that's where Atlas comes in. Atlas can help you navigate this modern digital world. And on top of that, Atlas can also help you with traditional means of marketing. So if you would like to book your free consultation, please visit atlasokc.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-O-K-C.com for your free consultation. And we're back. So um, I hope everybody enjoyed hearing about um, the greatest consulting firm you can get, Atlas. And feel free to uh, email them so you can get your free your free consultation. And with that, let's talk some Star Wars. Because that is a small, teeny, tiny franchise that has no impact on the pop culture world at all. Whatsoever. Or yeah. you. Right? You would never get a Yoda tattoo, ever. No, I would not. Mm -hmm. I definitely would not. No, I love actually telling people, yeah, my dad really likes Star Wars. And they're like, oh, cool. I'm like, no, he literally has a Yoda tattoo. Yes. Oh, <laughs> like he really likes Star Wars. He really likes Star Wars. And I, I can honestly say at this point in my life, there aren't too many things left that have been in it longer than Star Wars. Yeah. I can't say my parents because they've both passed. Mm -hmm. My brother gets it by a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I have some cousins and some aunts and uncles. And that's it. <laughs> you know. Um, Star Wars is always there for you. When I was five years old, my dad took me to see A New Hope in the theater in 1977. Wow. Yes. Uh, and then I... See, it was different then, though, because Star Wars was also released in the summer of 1978 and 79, hmm. which I saw it in theaters those times as well. And, um, of course, in 1980, I saw Empire Strikes Back in the theater when it came out and it was after 
Empire Strikes Back, um, we went to this we went to this place one time, and there was a a, a licensed Darth Vader from Lucasfilm at this deal because it was kind of a charity thing. And so they had a licensed Darth Vader, so the costume was more you know movie accurate and all of this. And all the kids were going, and he was basically giving out these pictures. You get your picture taken with them, and then it was an autographed Darth Vader picture. Nice, you know, which was fantastic. But I would not go and take my picture with Darth Vader. My little brother had to go and get my autograph picture of Darth Vader because my mom was like, well, why don't you go get your picture with Darth Vader? And I'm like, have you seen Have you the movies? This dude will choke you if you like cough wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to go get by this dude that's going to kill me. He can just force choke me, mom. I'm surprised that more kids weren't concerned. Right. Like, that is a scary, scary person. Yeah, we didn't know in 1980 and Empire Strikes Back. All we knew that he was Luke's dad. He was completely evil. If you ticked him off, he was going to force choke you. Distance didn't matter. You were you were going to die. Yeah. You know, we didn't know he was going to kill the emperor and turn good. Yeah, we also he was going to kill you. Like we we also didn't know that he went to a Tuscan Raiders village and he killed the men, and not just the men, but the women and the children. (laughs) You know, I didn't know that that was going to happen then. (laughs) You know, we had no idea. I was how old were you then? Uh, eight. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely. No, when you're eight, that's a logical fear. Eight-year-old me would have been scared. I mean, eight-year-old me was was scared of a lot of things. <laughs> right? So yeah. I guess it's not saying much, but I also would have been very scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now after returning to Jedi, I would have been like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not afraid of him anymore. Like, but I was right, ten. I was ten when that happened. You know, I was, I was almost an adult. You know, when that happened. That's but so yeah, I have probably seen the first the original trilogy hundreds of times i mean even i've seen them a lot i don't even remember but i know that i have (laughs) yeah well we used to watch them all the time when you were kids and of course the prequels and i was never i was never a hater of the prequels like a lot of people my generation were um maybe it's because i had read the novelizations of the original trilogy and the outline for the prequels is in the pro or the epilogue or prologue of a new hope the novelization from it Hmm. so um i sort of knew that as long as that was the route he was going to take that that was sort of what we were going to get Mm -hmm. my complaint has always been that the phantom menace should have been numerically episode zero Mm. Some of the attack of the clone that was her dog Ellie uh, shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then the Clone Wars should have been episode one because you could, you know, you show Anakin as a Padawan right before he becomes a knight, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, Revenge of the Sith should have been in two parts and been part two and three. Because mm. I think Revenge of the Sith needed a slightly longer story. And I think that would have made the prequels slightly better if you started out with episode zero. I'm going to be honest. There's just so much Star Wars content. I get confused instantly. Don't say that. 
And we're not going to even discuss the sequel trilogy because I'm still yeah. pissed off about that shit. <laughs> um, but with the extra content, uh, I do love the Clone Wars cartoon. Mm-hmm. And there is, once again, when you're talking about a great story arc and character development, season one, Ahsoka in Clone Wars, everyone hated her. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the run of that show, she was probably just as beloved as Obi-Wan, her character, uh, to the point now that she's getting one of the live action Disney Plus series, which will be out next year, which also was fan casting. Um, Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka in the live action versions. And the only reason she got that role is because a bunch of fans started photoshopping her to look like Ahsoka. Because her structure of her face is kind of how the Ahsoka structure of her face was. And so she ended up from fan casting and somebody tweeted her one time and said, hey, people are starting to Photoshop you to look like this character from Star Wars. Would you ever want to play her? And she was like, heck yeah, I've always wanted to be in Star Wars. Yeah. So it happened. And then um, also weirdly in that cartoon, they introduced a character, Bopatan who they wanted uh, the actress Katie Sackhoff to voice. And so when they approached her to voice it, she's like, yeah, I would love to. And then they said, well, can we have the, can we design the character so that she looks like you? And she said, sure. So she let them do that. Yeah. Well, then with Disney plus, when they started doing the Mandalorian, they decided they were going to introduce her character and they went to Katie Sackhoff and they're like, Hey, you're going to play your character. And she's like, "Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it just so kind of happened to be enough time that, you know, which was cool. And then her dad was a huge Star Wars fan and she brought him on set while they were recording and he got to sit at Star Wars consoles. And apparently it was just like one of the best days of his life. If I (laughs) getting to do that acting on Star Wars, I would definitely bring you on set. Yes, I would appreciate that. Without a doubt. I doubt that that would ever happen but if it ever does <laughs> yes yes you're the first person i'm calling <laughs> well i appreciate that yeah i appreciate that uh most people don't know this but there were three halloweens in a row where i was a jedi and duncan was my padawan mm-hmm. we would go <laughs> trick-or-treating then he mm-hmm. outgrew his, his jedi robes and anyone is darth vader yeah but yeah we uh we, our family has had many a Saturday or a Sunday where we would get up in the morning and start with the Phantom Menace and watch it all the way through Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. That was obviously pre-sequel, which... Just spend forever hitting each other's with lightsabers. We did that. Yeah. Uh, there was one point where we lived in an apartment complex and Duncan and I would go out on a Sunday and have like hours long lightsaber duels through the apartment complex. And people just looking at us as we went through. <laughs> Amazing, actually. I feel like that. Love that. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we we spent hours doing that. But I was never the type of person that was because you still see this shit today. That was like, no, Star Wars is for boys. I was like, no, Star Wars is for people. Yeah. I always and had the Yoda lightsaber because it was the smallest. The smallest, <laughs> yep, yep. And, you know, my point was everybody should like Star Wars. That should be what comes first. Humans should like Star Wars. You should like mm-hmm. Star Wars or not. And the people that don't aren't good people. 
I don't trust them. You just can't. No, you just can't. I I will say when people say I've never seen small or when I've never, I've never seen, I can't speak. Sorry. When people say I've never seen Star Wars, it does shock me a bit. But then at the same time, I almost respect that because how on earth have you managed to not see smart that I keep Star Wars? It's because we both did something that started with an S. Yeah. <laughs> so my brain's just confused on that. Yeah. Um, like, how have you not? I know. What kind of punk-ass bitch are you? It's your parents were awful. That That's like almost you should be taken away from your parents if they've never shown it's you just Star kinda, It's so wild. And then at, at this point, do you just never watch it? Because you you've managed to not see it this long. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's crazy. Same There's so Game many life if lessons. People haven't seen Game of Thrones. I'm I'm shocked. I can get Game of Thrones impressed. because there are people that are turned off by the large amount of bonin and people getting unalived. Yeah, no, <laughs> I will say it does get graphic. Um for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um it's just kind of like impressive to manage to not see like super popular things like that. Yeah. Like pretty impressive. Cause it's like, how have you managed? Yes. And I do have to say though, in star Wars, a lot of people's favorite character is Luke. He's always their go-to favorite character. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> do you have Luke, a favorite character? Yeah. Obi-Wan. Okay. Uh, especially after the Obi-Wan series, there was one point in there where I just, there was some dialogue, some stuff that happens. And I was just like, as a 49 year old man, like mm-hmm. crying. Cause it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Top notch acting by Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen. It was, it was yeah. incredible. Um, but <laughs> as a kid, when it was just the original trilogy, when there wasn't even a trilogy, my friends and I, of course, would play Star Wars because, you know, we were under 10 and we played outside. This was, you know, pre video game consoles. So we played outside at the time and we would frequently play Star Wars. And I was always Luke because I was the only one with blonde hair. (laughs) I understand. So Uh, I always got got to be Montana growing up because I had long blonde hair. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, my, my one friend was always Han Solo. And a lot of times it was just him and I playing Star yeah. Wars, you know, doing whatever. And, you know, a lot of times also we played with our Star Wars figures. But a lot of times, you know, we were mm-hmm. playing Star Wars as us and having all these great adventures and everything. And uh, <laughs> my younger brother would uh, want to play with us. And he is uh, four years younger than me. So that was unacceptable for you. No, no. We we <laughs> frequently let him play with us, but we always mm. made him be Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> and we would only make him growl. He wasn't allowed to actually talk. He had to growl like Chewbacca. <laughs> That's literally something Duncan would do to me. <laughs> and because he was four years younger, so when I'm eight, he was four. Yeah. He would do it because he was hanging out with us. So he would be Chewbacca and just growl. No, yeah, the whole time. I would have done the same. It's like, okay. <laughs> but but we would piss him off because in the context of what we were doing, he would like growl and then we would respond in the way that 
Because, you know, Han always knows what Chewbacca is saying yeah. and the people in that world. So, like, he would be like, and we like, what do you mean you want an ice cream? We're fighting stormtroopers. <laughs> you know, and then we would do that, and uh, he would get frustrated. <laughs> He's like, I didn't say that. Because <laughs> he was, like, actually trying to, like, be Chewbacca in the context of what was going on, but growling. <laughs> like Chewbacca. <laughs> But, you know, that's the kind of stuff that happens when you're the oldest kid. <laughs> you know, a lot of older brothers wouldn't let their brother that's four years younger than them play with mm -hmm. them like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Duncan kicked me out in a lot of situations. And yeah. sometimes he did let me play with him. And then, yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, so that was good times. Uh, part of me wishes that he still only growled. It would make things a little bit easier. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, those were good times back in the day. And then I also, uh, we are kind of getting close to wrap, wrap, needing to wrap this up. But I can say Star Wars is without a doubt one of my absolute favorite things in this world. You know, pop culture wise, you know, not people wise. Literally anything and everything. And so I am going to tell everybody what, while the Chewbacca growling, my brother being Chewbacca growling story is a pretty good story. The one I am about to tell you is actually better. Oh. And this is pre-M. She, she did not exist at this point in time. So my dad worked in a movie theater after he retired from the Air Force. He was kind of semi-retired and he was the projectionist, which he kind of liked. Well, actually, he really enjoyed. He actually enjoyed it. Um, honestly, he enjoyed doing the projectors and all of that stuff. And it was back when there were film projectors. It's not like now where you just push play. You had oh, to go I'm into sure all of that stuff. It. Yeah. So when got to yeah. watch movies, yeah. So when the fan, so we did get to go and see movies for free all the time. As long as it wasn't opening night, we got to go see movies for free. Um, but the night before it opened. They, the theater he worked at broke the rules you weren't supposed to, and they had a screening for the employees and their family. <laughs> and then they were showing the movie, the first showing of the official showing was at 12.01 a.m. So we go and, you know, myself, Heather, my oldest, Misty, and Duncan go to see it. And Duncan, I think, is three years old. Yep, he was three. Because if it's before me, yeah. Yeah. So we go. Yes, you were. You actually were there. You just were in just belly. just in your mom. Just in your mm -hmm. mom. You know, mm -hmm. she was a human submarine at that point. Pretty crazy. And so you, I guess, technically, you were there. So we watched the movie. Yeah, I did see it. <laughs> I heard it. Yes. <laughs> we watched the movie, and I'm enjoying it. I keep looking at Duncan. Who's three Checking. years old, and his little three-year-old brain is just blown as he's watching the movie. <laughs> the movie ends. We go, I say, Duncan, how'd you like it? And he literally couldn't talk. It's like his little three-year-old brain was processing the whole movie. He's too stunned. But he, I could tell that he loved it. It was just like he's processing the mm -hmm. awesomeness. And I don't care what your views are of The Phantom Menace. For a three-year-old seeing The Phantom Menace the first time, it was incredible. Yeah. And a lot of the hate with the Phantom Menace actually started about 
a little like a couple months afterwards anyway mm. so you know we leave i do the dad thing we get up hold duncan's hand we're walking to the car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i i say to heather i'm like holy cow that is a long line of people going to see the 1201 movie because that theater they worked at was actually showing it on like six screens. Oh dang! Yeah, and um, was playing. Yeah, and I know this. This is what they used to do with film that the studios hated, because if you show a film on ten screens, you're supposed to technically have ten copies of the film. Yeah, they didn't necessarily do that back then. There was a way that you could run the movie because it was film run it through a thing in between and then like five minutes later started in the next theater and then do that thing. So you could have one copy and then have it play like five times on five different theaters. Right. Yeah. So that's what they were going to do at 1201. So there was like a 1201, a 1206, a 1212 as it went through like, because the way theaters work, you know, you'll have like five on the right side, five on yeah, the left. Yeah. So they just had two copies and just ran them through. Ran them down the hall, yeah. Yeah, even though movie studios hated that shit and it would infuriate them if they found out you did that. <laughs> so we come out and there's just this... You get away with that stuff too. Yeah, there was just this massive line of people going to see the movie at 12.01. So we're walking, going to the car, near this long line of people. I'm holding Duncan's hand. <laughs> and Duncan goes, Dad. So he finally processed the movie. And I go, What? And the floodgate opened. He goes, Dad, Dad, in front of all these people in line to see the movie three hours hence. Three year old couldn't stop. Small guys. <laughs> The entire line. It's oh! like, wow. It's freaking turkey. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like all slow motion. And I'm trying to pick him up to cover his mouth. There's no stopping him at this time. He starts screaming. <laughs> Small guys. First, he kills Quiet God Jen. And then only one can only kills Dark Maul. No, 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 no. All before I can lean down, pick him up, cover his mouth, and then I start running to the car before people start trying to kill me. (laughs) That's like the fastest he's ever spoken to this day. (laughs) (laughs) The floodgates opened. And there was just it no... finally clicked in his brain. Everything no, got done Yeah, nothing <laughs> stopped him. And there were a good, I don't know, 30 Whoa. people that heard that. And I'm running to the car because I'm thinking 10 of them might actually kill us. I was going to get I was going to get shanked with a prison shank at that point. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. So that happened. That was great. The funny thing was we got home... The dude that lived across the street from me was like, so how was it? I was like, it was really good. He was like, you want to go to the 1201 showing? And I go, no. Yeah. So I went and watched it again. (laughs) And then (laughs) (laughs) at the same theater, ironically enough. Anyone uh, recognize you? Nope. Thank God. I changed shirts. Um, (laughs) But then at that same time, because we could see movies for free, uh, I would pick Duncan up from daycare and his he would, every time we'd get in the car and he'd be like, can we go watch Star Wars? Aww. Can we go watch Star Wars? 
death, death, death. Can we go watch Star Wars? <laughs> and if we weren't doing anything. Hell, why not? We would. So Duncan and I saw Star Wars, to, or the Phantom Menace in the theater, I don't know, 25, 30 times? Yeah. There were times we'd see it like three times in a week. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, honestly. We would go in and they'd be like, oh, hey, you're here for Star Wars? Yep. yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep, yep. That's what we did. That was uh, good memories. Good memories. I'm We've sure always... it's not good memories. Somewhere the opposite, there's a guy that yeah. has a podcast that's talking about like pop culture and shit, and he is still bitching about the three-year-old kid that ruined the Phantom Menace for him. <laughs> that fucking three-year-old! I don't give a shit! <laughs> I don't even care that he's three! God damn that kid! And he got to see it before me! <laughs> got to see it before he even came out! <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are some, there's somebody somewhere that is talking to his kids about how some little punk ruined Phantom Menace for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, those were those were fun, fun, good times. Yeah. Our family has always loved movies and shows and stuff. Yeah. I always had this fear that I was gonna like die of a heart attack or a car wreck on my way to see Revenge of the Sith, and I was never gonna get to see how he became Vader. Oh I'm glad that you were able <laughs> to see. You know, you got to have priorities in life. Of course, of course. And, you know, I could talk about what I would have done with the sequel trilogy and how it could have been far better than these people that are professional movie makers did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the fans would have been better. And ironically enough, the one that would have been the best was the one from Colin Tavaro that was going to be episode nine. Yeah. Uh, if you can go and read the screenplay of it, it is far better than what we got. Interesting. Um, yeah, there was a gigantic civil war on Coruscant with people wearing old stormtrooper armor fighting people wearing new order stormtrooper armor. That's cool. Yeah. It would have been far, far superior to what we got. Yeah. But I will say it was lovely. Mm -hmm. Seeing Dennis Larson in... The Rise of Skywalker, because he played uh, Wedge in the original trilogy. Hmm. And Emily, are you prepared? This is going to blow your mind. Hmm. Dennis Larson, maybe Lawson, anyway, who plays Wedge Antilles in the original trilogy, has a rather famous nephew who is also an actor. Hmm. Would you like to know who that actor is? Who is it? Ewan McGregor. Wild. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, one family, huh. two Star Wars trilogies, although one slightly has a little more screen time. But, <laughs> wow. but yeah, yeah. Isn't that kind of cool? Dudes Pretty in the cool. first one, his nephew gets cast as Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. Dang. Yeah, his portrayal of Obi-Wan is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you've never seen Star Wars, you need to rectify that. Um, yeah. I do recommend... I know there are people that say or want you to watch them in the order that they were filmed. I say because I it does take away the reason they say that if you've never seen it. I mean, at this point, you know, is the big spoiler in Empire Strikes Back. But I still say watch it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, start with the Phantom Menace, go into Attack of the Clones, mm -hmm. you know, watch you some Revenge of the Sith. 
No, let me rephrase that. Watch The Phantom Menace. Watch Attack of the Clones. Watch all seven season, seasons of the Clone Wars cartoon. Then watch Revenge of the Sith. There are literally parts of season seven of the Clone Wars TV show that take place with what is happening in Revenge of the Sith. There is a scene in Revenge of the Sith that's like recorded and then you see it and they end it in the cartoon, the last like bit of dialogue from the movie. And then in the cartoon, they show you what happens on the other side. It's what kept going on afterwards, uh, which is really cool. And then... And then from there, you know, go and watch a little bit of, well, I guess actually you probably need to watch uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series first and then watch the Han Solo movie, which people hate, but I actually kind of liked. Um, it has one of my, there's a play on on stuff that happens because in Empire Strikes Back, Leia tells Han, I love you. And Han replies with, I know. And then in Return of the Jedi, Han says to Leia, I love you. And she replies with, I know. Um, which was actually the I know is ad-libbed by Harrison Ford. Mm. But in the Han Solo movie, there's a scene where Lando Calrissian turns to Han and he goes, I hate you. And Han responds with, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so, yeah, watch that and then go and watch uh, Rogue One. You know, the Bad Batch that takes place right after Revenge of the Sith. You know, watch that Bad Batch. Go to... You know, watch the Obi Wan series, and then watch uh, the Cassie and Andor series, which just came out. Excellent series. It's different. It's more of like a World War II espionage film. Mm. And then watch uh, Rogue One, and then the sequel to Rogue One, a little movie called Star Wars: A New Hope. And then Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, and then The Mandalorian, and Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka when it comes out, and then stop. How long would it take you to watch all of it? Oh, wow. Well, because, I mean, you have to realize that like, Clone, Wars, Clone Wars, all but season, season six and seven, so the first five seasons all had like 24 episodes, 20 to 24 episodes. Hey. I mean, they're half hour episodes. So when you factor out TVs, you know, or yeah. commercials, they're only like, you know, 20 minutes long, maybe. But yeah. still, that's a lot to watch. And then season six is, I think, because it got canceled before they were done filming everything after Disney bought it. And then mm-hmm. season, season seven is only like a 10 episode arc because mm-hmm. they actually did it like it's seven years long. later. They went back and finished it. Mm-hmm. So that would take you a minute. But if you just did the live action stuff and just did movies, it's still, you know, a good, still take you a, lot still a good day to watch it, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I love me some Star Wars. It's been mm-hmm. with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. I am getting a little frustrated with them announcing Star Wars projects and then them getting canceled or hold or moved back. And mm-hmm. I, I am getting tired of that happening. Yeah, definitely can be frustrating. Yeah. I wasn't looking forward to the one of the live action Disney Plus series, The Acolyte, but I've kind of heard a little bit more about it. And now I think I'm kind of looking forward to it. So um, I did enjoy Andor. Mm -hmm. um, Loved Obi-Wan. But once again, probably I'm biased because Obi-Wan's my favorite character. And anytime I get to see you and McGregor play Obi-Wan, I'm down for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I also forgot the Rebels cartoon. Also Mm -hmm. very excellent cartoon. Um, there was a lot of good story arc and development in that too. 
and there are some scenes in, in a, it's a freaking cartoon, but if you're a huge Star Wars fan and you know all the lore, there are some scenes in there where you're just like, oh, damn. So <laughs> anyway, that's just me. You know, if you don't like Star Wars, you're wrong. But I'm, I'm willing to forgive you for that. Maybe. So I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Mm-hmm. So uh, been a good conversation. Yeah, it's been it's been lovely seeing your face. I know not too many people think. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been nice seeing you hanging out for a bit. Uh, maybe you'll maybe you'll decide to come and talk again. Maybe you can come back on and we can talk Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel Game of Thrones. You and I just by ourselves could spend the whole hour talking about Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, I mean, and then if you throw in House of Dragon, then it's even more. Yeah, yeah. Um, Him and I watched Game of Thrones together. I think Mm -hmm. we started, what, about season three or four? I have no idea. We were watching it. She started before me, then I went and watched it, and then we were independently watching it. Mm -hmm. But But then we caught up somewhere like season four, and then we just watched it together from that point on. And then I started having my friends come over and watch it, too. (laughs) Yeah. And then... Before season seven, uh, we basically made Heather watch Game of Thrones to get caught up. And then we all watched season seven together. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, you know what? It was season six that she caught up with. And then her and I watched season seven. Because that was after you had already moved out. Moved out. Yeah. yeah. We were watching it, just not together. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so that was a, a good time. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess though, what real quick before I sign off, I will tell you guys that him and I uh, always thought that there was a great reality TV show with myself, her, and her mother. Mm-hmm. And that is because both him and I are completely riddled with ADHD, and mm-hmm. her mother, <laughs> her mother would say something, and we would go on these ADHD side quests. Mm-hmm. for like 30 to 45 minutes in the whole time. And em and I are just laughing and having a good old time while Heather's just getting pissed off because she's still trying to get her original point out <laughs> as we're side questing, just going off. And Em and I thought that it would be amazing if we had a reality TV show called two cool people and a grump. Mm-hmm. And, and every mom being like, I promise I'm really not this angry of a person. <laughs> Um. it's just them (laughs) they do this to me constantly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's entertaining (laughs) we never had a problem with it (laughs) because we were going off together yeah exactly I, I have often said that in a lot of ways, you were just a younger female version of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mom's mom's always like, anytime we'd clean the house too, she's like, this is awful. You guys have music as loud as possible. And then you guys are both just ping-ponging around the entire house. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. It's done. Yeah. And then of course I, I always I always used to take advantage of your OCD because Emily has color OCD. So she likes all of her colors to be together. So her closet is like, you know, the, what is it? The color will or whatever. It's, it's not, it's not rainbow. It's not as bad anymore. anymore. Uh, 
Yeah, it's actually just based off of uh, the hangers color. Oh, okay. Hangers and well, I'm glad you got past that because that now was it's a just difficult sort of thing. How much I like them. Yeah, because so. she used to get, God forbid, if you hung a purple shirt with a blue shirt, you were going to hear about it. But I used to take advantage of that because as a three-year-old, she was amazing at separating laundry. Mm-hmm. And now I just throw it all in. <laughs> <laughs> Three-year-old you would be yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but so, yeah, we had fun. Definitely need to have you back on so we can do this again. Right. I've enjoyed it. Discuss more. Yeah. So I yeah. guess now that you can see that it's not horrible to come on, you can do it more. Mm-hmm. Look at me so, go. Right. So with that, folks, I am going to end this little thing I called Musings of an ADD Mind. I'm going to end it as I always do, even though I know that I will never be able to do this. But try to live your life in a way that would make Bob Ross proud. Mm. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Musings of an ADD Mind. If you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't, please hit the subscribe or follow button. 